Hello and welcome to season six of Captain's Corner. We'd like to take a moment to let you know how grateful we are to you, our listeners, for making this podcast such a success. We have a great lineup of guests for you to enjoy during season six. So we ask you to share this podcast on your social media with your friends and family. And of course, give us a like and leave a review. We hope you guys enjoy the season. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. David Clark. Welcome to Captain's Corner. Captain Andy Miller coming to you from Tampa, Florida, and I am in person with Dr. David Clark. Dr. Clark, welcome to Captain's Corner. Great to be here. We are so glad to be with you here. I, I, I admit, I'm a fan of yours. I've heard you on national radio shows like Focus on the Family and, and things like that through the years. And so I've, Abby and I always, whenever you would come on, even before we lived here in Tampa, where when we found out you were here, we felt such a fascination for us. We're like, oh man, this guy who we enjoyed listening to, she would say, hey, David Clarkson, make sure to listen to this one. So I, I, sorry, I'm a little bit of a fanboy here as I come into your office. Well, more people should feel that way. <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, so, God's, been, God's been very good to us. Yes. And the ministry giving us exposure, so we're grateful. And, and you've you've had your your practice for over thirty years. You've written several books on marriage and and what we're going to talk about today, divorce. So I'm really anxious to hear the practical advice you could give. Just my own little plug as we get going here. Some people will know we started um, the podcast about a year and a half ago, and I had Dr. Julie Slattery on. Some people will know her. And on that podcast, Abby and I did that together. We interviewed Julie together. It was great. I know you know Julie, right? Julie, she's really big time. Oh, I love her. (laughs) She's really great. Yeah, Java with Julie's, uh, her podcast. And she, too, was on Focus on the Family before. I've done her show a a couple of times. I've heard you on it. When I went out there. Oh, she's she's really sharp. I like her. So when we interviewed her, she said to us, like, uh, you know, giving advice to everybody as in, in general, she just said, you really need to think about at least going and, and visiting a counselor, sometimes a Christian counselor, even if your marriage is strong, to go ahead and do it. So that day, I called you, and we got into your office, we came in, and Abby and I visited you a little bit, but unfortunately, after a couple of times, you kicked me out. You kicked I, us out. I did. I had nothing to work with. <laughs> You, you were too healthy. You were too happy. I can't stand that. I need to have problems. <laughs> so I don't think I realize this because you have some great books about the difference between men and women and, and, and marriage as a whole. But your specialty really is in the troubled marriage. Like people who are on the verge of divorce or people who have who've gotten right to the edge of the place where they're even in the, mid, in the heart of it, right? That's your specialty? Yeah, that's my, my wheelhouse. If you're in a marital crisis... No matter what that crisis is, after 33 years, I've seen it all. So I have got a book for you. I've got a plan of action for you. Okay. It's biblical and I think gives you the best chance to save it. And what makes, I think, you unique as a counselor and as, a, as an author and a psychologist um, is that you also have a master's, a master's degree in biblical studies. So that's like so entrenched in every piece of advice you give. I love that about what, you're, what oh, you do. Yeah. My dad, way back in the day, said, Dave, you want to go? I was thinking of being a psychologist. Okay, okay. And he's been a counselor for years. He said, Dave, I want you to go and I'll pay, which got my attention. <laughs> so I want you to go to Dallas Seminary. Okay. And uh, if you can get in, he didn't say that, but I got in, and, and have the solid foundation of Bible and theology. Okay, okay. I said, Dad, yes. Okay, And gotcha. it's proven to be just a wonderful foundation. I won't do anything that wouldn't uh, be from Scripture or be supported by Scripture. Okay, Yeah, that's wonderful. It's God's way, not my, my way. Amen. Well, one of the things, you, we're going to talk about your latest book. And when, when you said this is what you wanted to talk about, I'm like, oh, my, I don't know if I can do this. But it's, my spouse wants out. 
how to get angry, fight back, and save your marriage. They're and, very subtle. I, I think they're subtle. <laughs> and, and you can get this book at, at Dr. Clark's website, David Clark, PhD, and Clark is spelled with an E on the end of it, at .com. You can find this book. Now, I have to admit, like, as I read this book, I was, I was laughing at several points because you are incredibly blunt in this, and it, I think you have to be. I felt like every few pages is like I was throwing cold water on my face, shaking my face <laughs> off. Just, but I, it, it, the kind of basic thesis, and you even say it on the back, is that um, the action steps that you show run against what most pastors and Christian counselors recommend. You're trying to shake us up, aren't you? I am. These poor souls that, that are losing their marriage, their spouse wants out, right. bogus reason, nothing even close to biblical reason. Right. You know, they, they need help. They need to get angry, righteously angry, and fight back. And the Christian community, God love them. I know he does. And they well-meaning. Right, right. They get it wrong most of the time. Interesting. And they end up not being helpful. person gets divorced anyway, and they're just they're further crushed and traumatized. So you, you suggest that we need to get angry. I mean, this is the, this is the hard thing to... Now we like, but but the situation you're talking about is where somebody comes in and one spouse says, "It's done. I want a divorce." Right. And this this is not a situation where um, there's just a little bit of discomfort, there's a little bit of tension. But when you get to that, when that time comes, there needs to be a place where you do get angry. I mean, that sounds counterintuitive to the Christian life. Oh, as Christians, we're so uncomfortable with anger. Okay. And, and it's not allowed to be expressed. You know, it, 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 it's sin. It's not sin to express anger. In fact, in Ephesians 4, Paul makes it clear, if you don't express your normal, healthy anger, yeah. it's going to lead to bitterness, anger, rancor, malice. That's the nasty stuff. And there's a time for righteous anger. Okay. And this Amen. is it. Okay. When, when you're told, I'm out, I don't love you anymore, I'm leaving you, done deal whoa you got to get angry fight back some people would say like well sh shouldn't you just like you know be nicer or try to love them back in or maybe you're the problem or you know just 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 try and you don't want to cause any tension i mean what, what, do you, what would you say to that i'd say baloney <laughs> <laughs> i was i was actually taught that in my training oh my back in the day okay it, it i've never seen it work in 33 years it doesn't work for anybody and it's not even biblical. This okay. this person's in sin. We confront okay. sin. And you gotta keep in mind that this person's done. It really doesn't matter what you do, they're done, they're 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 leaving you, they're divorcing you. But if you're weak and pitiful and own any part of the blame, they already think it's your fault. They've convinced themselves it's your fault. Right. <laughs> so that that feeds that. And any kind of begging or chasing or pleading makes you look weak and pathetic and actually legitimizes what's already in their crazy head, it's your fault. You're the one chasing me. Okay. So therefore, it must be your fault. Oh, so wow. that, that doesn't work. Wow. And it further weakens. I've never seen that work. Mm. It actually greases the skid. They're already divorcing you, and they want to get along, and they want to make sure everything's okay. And if you're nice and sweet, hey, it just greases the skids. As I said, they're, they're out, and you make it easy for them. So when you say that they're the one in sin, like so, by the fact that they're the ones wanting a divorce, that's you kind of have to keep that in mind that they're the bad guy or bad girl in this case. Oh, and, no question. Now, maritally speaking, both people have contributed to those problems. Right, right. But when we have somebody who is who is done, who's out for non-biblical reasons, won't even work on the marriage. Okay, different scenario entirely, even okay. biblically. S serious sin category. Marriage is sacred to God. So yeah, the, the same rules don't apply. It's not balanced. Okay. I've told many people in here, mostly men, some women, increasingly women, yeah, this is your fault. 
The choice to divorce for non-biblical reason is more important and more sinful than anything else your partner could ever have done. Right. You're ending the marriage. Right. If I've got two people that they're miserable, they don't like each other, their marriages fall apart, but but they're in here in my office and they're will, both willing to work on it, I, I, I no. totally different approach. Okay, different story. Yeah, and you have books yeah. to talk about that too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's the more standard. Fine. I see plenty of couples like that. Yeah. In this scenario, uh-uh, it has to be done totally differently. Now, what are those reasons for biblical reasons for divorce? The two that the, that the scripture is very clear about is on am I my ongoing unrepentant adultery right right and you can make a case for even a one-time adultery it's such a serious awful sin. Yes. that would be a biblical reason and then um, desertion by an unbelieving spouse okay uh, God says if they want to go let them go if they want to stay of course you you work with them right. I think those are the main two we could make a case for I think ongoing unrepentant abuse of terrible awful emotional abuse right right but even in those cases, Andy, I think you know this, I never recommend divorce. I don't care what the reason is. Mm. It's not my, it's like playing God. I've never told someone, you know what, you've got biblical reason, get a divorce. And I'm asked all the time, Can I, should I get a divorce, Dr. Clark? Right. My response is always the same. It's not my business. Mm. I'm here to save the marriage. And even the principles in this book, as hard as they are, we're trying to save the marriage. Right. Trying to turn the sinner from their sin. Repentance, restoration, redemption, God loves those things. So even in the, I say God has to you have to pray about it God has to release you from this marriage. Wow. I'm not I don't make that decision for people. Right. Otherwise so, that's I'm yeah I, I'm I'm going to decide this incredible decision that's God's business. Right. So so how does someone in this situation get angry? How do they get angry? You come see Dr. Clark. I'm a master <laughs> at getting people angry. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Well, first of all, they have to kind of get their legs under. They have to, I have to help them understand your spouse is gone. Mm -hmm. And then I have to help them avoid the things we just talked about, the begging, the pleading, the chasing. It's my fault, too. You know, certainly you make it a matter of prayer, but you don't own any of the blame. And then what I'll do is we just walk them through, and I show them the verses on, like Matthew 18, 15 through 17. We are confronting sin. Everywhere sin's found in the Bible, it's to be confronted. Wow. That's what we're doing here. That person's in terrible sin. Yeah. If my spouse comes to me and says, you know what, I don't love you anymore, I've lost love, I, things are awful, but I, before God, I'm a Christian, you are too, let's get help, right. oh, fine. Right, that's another story. Rough, but we, we can deal with yes. that. When it's, I'm through with you, and I've convinced myself, no, that demands the righteous anger, so what I'll do is we'll talk through, because they're anything but angry when I see they're devastated. Yes. The piano's dropped on them from 100 yeah, feet. They're so. just crying yeah. their eyes out. Men and women, de I, what can I do? They're not angry. i got to get them angry. So we kind of we focus on the sin and the specific things their partner is saying and doing that are causing so much harm. Okay. And if they have kids, I bring the kids in too. Yes. I am shameless because I, I, want, to, I want to get them angry, and it's true anyway. They are hurt. They'll say they love their kids. They don't love their kids. Right. Interesting. I've told plenty of people that in here. You you say you love your kids. You don't love your kids. You're destroying the marriage, right. which is going to harm them forever. It always. You say in the book, it always hurts the kids. Always. There's not like you. You're not going to do this no. in a nice, clean way. No. The world says no. The bad marriage is worse for the kids. You get them out of that, and things will be even better. That's a big fat lie. Wow. From the pit of hell itself. It is. I can. I know because I've seen the carnage. Mm. And then when they become adults, it affects their marriage. And life goes on. God's good. All yes. these things will work out, but it's not the same. Right. Also, you love your kids. You show them. You make a good faith effort. You spend four months with me in therapy. Let's go through the process. If you're all in, that'll at least, whether it works or not, and frankly it will if you do that, 
you can show your kids I made the best effort possible to save this marriage. Right. So if somebody sits beside and they like say, no, I'm, I don't want to I don't want to make them not like their dad or or their mom or whatever it is like that can actually turn on them probably later because they, they end up buying the lies of this person who is sinning, pulling out of the marriage as opposed to really getting in and like saying like so you're, you even suggest in the book like. And maybe if they're sitting around and there's lies being said, they just even say to the kids in front of the spouse who's leaving, daddy doesn't love me anymore. Daddy's having an affair. He thinks it's okay to do it. I mean, just to be that type of, have that sort of righteous anger in the situation to get the, get the point across. Oh, yeah. I think it's critical. Not many counselors recommend that. Well, that would hurt the kids. What's worse is I, I'm a child. I know kids don't miss anything. Parents are their whole life, mm -hmm. three, four, five years old on up. They know something's bad, wrong. No one's telling them. Mm -hmm. That is upsetting to them. And what you said, Andy, is very true. The, the person that wants out of the marriage wants to win the kids away from the other spouse and, and have them on his side. Right, right. I've seen that happen a million times. And you help that by not telling the truth. Wow. And, these parents, and the world says this, oh, don't tell the kids. Okay, well then one day, finally, they don't have a clue. Everything's going wrong. Nobody's telling them. Dad then leaves. Right. Or they're finally told after months uh, we're getting divorced. It, you have devastated them. Wow. So we have to get the kids ready for the divorce too. Right. Yeah. Interesting. We're, we're trying to head it off, but you know what? That's far better than the trauma of nobody told me. Right. So now my mom and dad, they're, they're lying to me. Yeah. Whoa. So again, it's unorthodox, but it's solidly biblical. Let, now we're not gonna not gonna trash the person. We're just gonna tell the truth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if they, let's say it's the dad that's that's leaving and, and, and wanting divorce for non-biblical reasons, if he says something stupid, a justification, a lie in front of the kids, you respond right mm. in front of the kids, not unchristlike, but firm. That's a lie. What daddy said is not true. Mm. Because if you don't, the lie stands. Yeah. And they will. It's my dad. Look, yeah. I'm five years old. What do I know? Ten. I'm going to believe that guy. Right. I don't know he's crazy. Right. Somebody has to tell me he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's good. I one of the kind of funny parts I'm trying to find it here in the book. Uh, you you say that the the, the spouse. I'm going to keep saying wife and husband, though we understand that it can go the other way. Yeah. Obviously, right. um, to even don't even think of them as the same person. To, uh, and even have a different name for them. Right. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. You had some hilarious names. Deadbeat. Uh, my favorite one is a biblical name. Uh, oh, my Nabal. <laughs> Nabal. As in, I, now, I always struggle with Nabal because he's married to Abigail and I'm married to Abby. That's so, a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one for me. <laughs> but uh, but Dirtball, a big quitter, selfish pig, meanest. And maybe you can just even use the uh, um, just the letters like that. Uh, uh, SP or something, but you're you're doing that as a way to kind of like help people see this is not this person has said they're leaving. They they said they're out. They are not the same person that you walked down that that you not, met at the altar. Not even close. Total alien, and that helps reinforce that. Yeah, you use those. You use that different name. Usually not the full name, just it's the abbreviation. Yeah, and they'll okay. say, "What do you call me SP for?" They're actually being selfish, pig. Oh no, <laughs> it's my new name for you. You don't even tell them. <laughs> But then, I mean, this is all well, to try to wake them up, right? Right. This is, he actually is a selfish pig. Because especially women, they're sensitive creatures, they're loving, and they like to remember, well, that, this, but, but this isn't the guy, I, I'm, he, they still think it's the guy they married. Wow. It's like temporary phase. No, 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 they're gone. They've gone to the dark side. So yeah, I'm going to get them into reality land, which is no, this is a monster. He's destroying your marriage. He's hurting your kids. And these guys will take all the money and leave you with 10 cents. And wow. they'll sleep at night. Wow. They'll get some mean, sleazy attorney. Oh, you got to fight back because you're protecting the kids, 
the rest of your life. There are ladies that have a part-time job or don't work at all. They've been serving in the home. Mm -hmm. They are at a tremendous disadvantage. Mm. Uh, that's why you get a mean, tough attorney and you go to war. Well, I love how you say the type of attorney you need needs to be a descendant of Attila the Hun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and if he can be a Christian or she, fine. But you, the wimpy Christian attorney is not as good, frankly. Because <laughs> God can use somebody just tough. Take no prisoners. Right. And, and you let them kind of handle those things with the assets and the money and, and how, how all that comes. And not to, like, but a person who's at this point where they've already decided to make a divorce, they want a divorce. They will start to manipulate things to their own benefit. Oh, yeah. It's not hiding money. Oh, yeah. Every time. Mm. Cutting off credit cards. And they have been planning this for months. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And you get shocked with it. Oh, yeah. They're, way, they're miles ahead of you. Neighborhoods away. So you have to get the right person. And you, just, and you, don't, you, know, you don't sit down. The, the person that wants out wants to sit down with you. We don't need attorneys. I, you can trust me. Are you kidding me? You're divorcing me. Wow. <laughs> so, no. Wow. You refer them to speak to my attorney. Speak to my attorney. Speak to my attorney. You even in the house. Them. Oh you're yeah, like, you're like you're the put them off. Because I've I've had many ladies, hundreds over the years, and it breaks my heart. I can't get them mad enough quick enough, or I don't get to them quick enough, and they have given the farm away in a divorce. Oh wow! And it's the last attempt. It's misguided, Andy, of course, but. I, if I'm really nice in the divorce and I'm so gracious, he'll realize how loving I am and he won't divorce me or he'll come back to me. Wow. No, he won't. Wow. He'll laugh his way all the way to the bank. That's, a, that's the wrong thinking. You take what you can get. It's the rest of your life. Right, sure. Yeah. Hey, child support. A lot of these dirt balls, the men that leave will, will fight for custody. Now, we have 50-50 custody in Florida most of the time now. Right, okay. That's actually an advantage. But most of the good news for the, and the ladies think, oh, I don't want to, my, my kids half the time. That should get him mad right there. Mm -hmm. He is denying you your rights to your children. Right. But the truth is most of these selfish pigs, the SPs. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, do I, is it bad that I like that so much? I'm sorry. <laughs> edit that out. Andy's laughing at the wrong spot. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> funny. You have to laugh or you'll scream or cry. You know, but you know, you, you're, you're, he doesn't care about the kids. And so the truth is, even if he has 50% custody, He's not gonna. He's not gonna hold to that. Wow. He wants to look good. He's got a, a floozy. He's gonna be with. He's moving on in his life. He won't see the kids that much. Wow. That's wow. what happens most of the time. Uh, and you even say to for for the, the spouse who's um, who's left um, to go ahead and look for. I mean, this is hard. When I read one of the later chapters, to look for signs of sexual infidelity, yeah. like that. You this. I mean, t tell me about, like, why, like, it just seems, all of this, I mean, of course, divorce is counterintuitive. It's not what God wants. Well, but in order to, if you're put in that situation, you have to respond, and you have to get angry. And what, so you suggest even going through and trying to find oh, yeah. the, these instances. 85% of the time, Andy, in my experience, when someone says, I don't love you anymore, I'm divorcing you, they have somebody else. Wow. Or it's some form of sexual sin. Okay. These awful massage parlors that should be shut down today. In Tampa, this is Raised. crazy. Oh, it's and awful. The, the strip clubs. Are you kidding me? Look at what's happening to our country. They should be just fumigated and right. destroyed. Right. That's not what happens. Or it could be an emotional, emotional affairs, full-blown adultery too. Susie back in high school always had a crush on her. Yeah, you didn't marry Susie, you bonehead. Mm. You married Betty. But anyway, you, you look for evidence uh, because that, that can help explain what's going on. You make no apology for doing so. Mm. If, if you're caught looking through a briefcase or if you can get, of course, they guard their phone like the Hope Diamond. Right. There's a sign, right? Oh, oh, oh like, yeah. With the phone. If you're not going to let... sleep with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
It's surgically really? attached to their neck. Oh you my can't goodness. get near it. Of course, with all these passwords and stuff, it's hard to get in. But if you can find a way into the phone, people will tend to leave their phone sometimes. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's open, you go for that phone and you check it out because the evidence will be there. Wow. Sometimes, and there's ways to do this uh, and uh, that are perfectly legal. If you, know, if you have some kind of a cell phone plan, you can, you can call the carrier and, and you're, you're, if you're the one paying for it, I'm not sure if your name is, it might be a problem, but if you're one of the people paying, they'll send you, they'll send you records. Wow. And that's what you want to get. Wow. And if the person catches you, what are you looking through my phone for? You can say, what do you think I'm doing? You wow. don't love me anymore. I'm wondering if you have somebody else. Right, right. And I'll say, you can say, look, SP, tell me, right, man up right now and just tell me. So we, you can, I can avoid the, the uh, time and expense of checking. Wow. So you don't apologize for it. Wow. Even if they don't have somebody else, they're still in serious sin. Right, but sure. So often they do. Right. And they think they're in love with somebody else. Right. Some miserable, un, you know, lack of quality person. Wow. Yeah, because you have to acknowledge the same thing's happening on that side. Not only is the per your, your you know, the person who's divorcing you in that situation, but there's somebody on the other end who's doing the same thing, right? right? We're destroying two marriages and right. two families, and they right. think it's somehow going to work out. Right. Oh, no, it's not going to work out. Wow. Not for them. Um, so, when you get, maybe I didn't mean if I skipped a few steps in here. So, like, you, you want to get angry, you want to make sure you kind of change the nature of the relationship, you want to get a lawyer, you want to, like, make sure you can find these signs. What are some of the other steps that might come along the way that people need to take? You need a solid support team. You, you never heal and get empowered alone. Okay. Certainly, God, of course. God, you're going to lean on God big time. You're going to tell your family. A lot of ladies don't want to do this because it's embarrassing. You need support. Right. All bets are off. You're going to call your dad, call your mom, call your sister, call your brother, cousins, grandparents. Right. Uh, I'm, you're going to have family on board. Close friends need to know the truth. Okay. They'll support you, encourage you. You might need money from these people. Okay. You will go to your pastor. You absolutely will and say, here, here's what's happening. Uh, what can you do for me? Uh, prayer, maybe financial support. Uh, a Christian therapist can be very helpful. Right. Uh, even a few sessions, someone like me can make a huge difference. You can have a game plan and someone supporting you through this. Right. And people need to know, and this is that's why I use the Bible so much. They need to know this is what God wants me to do. Wow. It's not Dave Clark's idea right. that I think works. That's people people, secular counselors have to make stuff up. Because <laughs> they have they have no I have a manual. Right, <laughs> it's right. Bible. It's all there. All we need, the Bible says, for godly living and righteousness. So you want to make sure that you a Christian therapist, uh, I, I, the attorney we've already mentioned. You've got you've got a team that you go to war with, and they'll support you and help you. You make calls in the middle of the night. Uh, those are the kind of people that will help you um, when you when you eventually when all that's done and you and you've turned the tables on your sinning spouse. They'll be right there with you. As a pastor, unfortunately, I've been in situations like this, right? And I've uh, and you know, d dealing with all kinds of situations. Of course, I'm not surprised anymore. When a man wants to meet with me, kind of without you know, just so I need to meet with you, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pornography. Wow. Like I, it, I almost just assume that that's the case. And, but I'm glad, I'm glad they're coming to me, and I, and I, I want to. It's, it's a huge, wonderful first step. So I always try to be yeah. as open and welcoming in that time. But I'm not a counselor, you know. Like I have my one class from seminary, you know. Like so, like I have my few little questions I can ask. But I think one of the things that I struggle with, even in reading your book, is. That the, when people are in this situation, they are so broken, hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's they're har hardly the same person when they've been cheated on, and yeah. they're they're at this lowest point in their life. So it's it's hard for me to think about getting them 
to the place of getting angry. Um, help help me with that because like I, I I want to be like this supportive person and like help them emotionally and spiritually in this time. But at the same time, it has to we have to make this shift if this is where they are. If they, somebody said. Right. Now that's the problem with the pastor. You have a pastor's heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. I'm not as sympathetic. But the role of a pastor is essential. You're, you're going to be, if not doing the counseling, you have so many other things to do. Yeah, you don't have the training. Plus, something weird can happen if you try to work someone through that. It's like my pastor knows too much. They'll leave the church. You don't want that. Right. Or, right. or it seems funky. Every sermon you preach is, is to me. Well, you know what? But you're, as a pastor, your pastoral support, your prayer, your encouragement, vitally important. Mm-hmm. But I think as a pastor, it carries a lot of weight what you say. And so you, if you refer them to someone like me or the book and, and the anger part, yeah, I'm not, as you can tell, you're probably picking this up, I'm not, I'm not going to hold their hand. I'm not going to because it doesn't help them. Wow. You're depressed, you're hurt, you're devastated. I'll give you 10 more minutes. I mean, I'm right, like, sure, I, sure. We've got, we've got, no, it takes longer than that. We've got to take the tra- make the transition to becoming a warrior. Right, wow. You've been stabbed, you've been fatally wounded, but not, it seems like it. Not, you're going to get up and with God's help, and once I show them that God's in favor of this, you're going to be fighting back. They get their feet under them. Wow. The real, some people really struggle with it. The real, if I see a lady who's just a real sweetheart. Yeah. A lovely, kind, you know, person. Women are nurturing types right, anyway, sure. so it's hard for them to make the switch. Because they instinctively think, wow, if I do love him even better, lose weight, uh, better in the bedroom, uh, make better meals, uh, he'll, he'll respond to that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the, every person leaving has a bogus list of stupid little things. You don't clean the house, you know, you're overweight. I mean, it's, it's not oh a biblical list. It's, yeah, it's, sure. it's insulting. Right. But the woman will think, well, if I do those things, problem solved. That, that's why he's divorcing me. He won't divorce me. No, he's going to divorce you anyway. Mm. That list is, is bogus. Right. It's made up anyway. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more in favor of let's talk about what he's done to you. And then they'll cry and be upset and I'll say, that's not going to help you. This is not the time for depression and hurt and sadness. Wow. That will come later, part of the grieving process. Yeah, sure, sure. But you've got to get through this. You've got to fight for your marriage. And you have to, if you get divorced, you've got to rebuild your life. That has to start now. Wow. Yes. So I'm, I'm pushing them. Gotcha. Uh, and, you know, some people, they'll, they'll kind of fight back and think I'm not a Christian. Well, I can show them from the Bible. This is what God wants you to do. Right. I am convinced right. of it. And he's going to also be fighting for you. Mm, mm. Yes, absolutely. You don't God want this sin. all alone, right? No, you can hate. You're and that you're dealing sin. with sin here. Like you, you're dealing with somebody who right. is sinning in this situation. So you right. have to step into it. That's it. If he's coming home late from work or there's some minor stuff, I would never suggest this. Of course not. Right. This is the absolute worst thing somebody can do to you. Right. I'm ending our sacred covenant. Right. And I have no good reason yeah. uh, other than what I want to do. Right. And of course, the world applauds. Any excuse will do for the world. They could care right. less about marriage. Right. As we're seeing now, more and more young people aren't even getting married. Right, right. <laughs> because they, it's like, ah, it's, it's not important anymore. Right. That's not what God thinks. This episode of Captain's Corner is sponsored by Arthur Alley Associated, your partner for fundraising and mission development. Led by longtime Salvation Army fundraisers Derek Alley and Steve Wakes Norris, Arthur Alley can help your nonprofit organization or church with services like mission planning, annual and capital campaign fundraising, and coaching. Arthur Alley has the experience and insight to help your organization thrive. They've worked with organizations across the country and specialize in serving the Salvation Army. And today, for Captain's Corner listeners, Arthur Alley is offering a free 20 minute consultation call. Brainstorm strategy, script an upcoming donor visit, talk through an advisory board issue 
or ask questions you've been afraid to ask in public. It's entirely up to you. Visit ArthurAlley.com slash captain. That's Allie with two L's, ArthurAlley.com slash captain to set up your complimentary consultation call today. Right, and I think you you have another point in the book. I'm so glad to see it. Um, I I had on the podcast uh, last spring, spring of uh, 2020, a guy named Christopher West. He's a Catholic writer, and he he has like spent his life and his scholarship looking at the theology of the body from Pope John Paul II. Wow. And it's a beautiful, beautiful book. I'll have, I'll share it with you or share share a link to his podcast. But um, he. The, this idea, and you bring up from Ephesians that the, the what marriage is is this picture of our covenantal relationship with God. It is meant; it, it's a pointer in itself to the eternal mystery that we have will have for eternity. Um, that mystery will be uh, we realize, of course, in eternity. But that it's a mystery in a sense now to us. And so the idea is like if if Satan wants to hit one thing, right? It's this beautiful eternal covenant that demonstrates and is a pointer to eternal reality oh yeah and he's all over it that makes it incredibly sacred the person divorcing isn't thinking that they, they don't they it's a throwaway for them right their happiness or exactly what, what they think marriage supersedes that mm-hmm. and of course the irony is you're, you're going to be anything but happy i've told a million men in here and women too divorcing for non-biblical reasons this you will never recover from this. Uh, God is not going to be blessing you, you're, wow. unless you repent and confess and come back to Him. Yes. Uh, hey, you're in trouble. Yeah. And, and this new relationship you're in, that is that is ungodly, that is adulterous. He will never bless outside of His nature to do so. Mm. They always think they're going to be the exception. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you. Guess what? You're you're happy, happy, happy now, uh, because sin is uh, pleasurable for a season. But very soon after you, the marriage is over and you're with this uh, other nasty person, it's going to crater. You're wow. going to be unbelievably unhappy. Wow. The physical relationship goes first, followed by respect, followed by your own kids hating you because they now know what's happened. I mean, the whole thing implodes. Wow. Yeah. And God takes his blessing from you. Wow. <laughs> you might get into heaven by the skin of your teeth. I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes you wonder about their salvation when they're doing things like this. Absolutely. Frankly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's God's business. But Absolutely, whoa. yeah. But it's like talking to a deer in the headlights. They, they just they don't believe it. Right. They get mad and they, they slam my doors and they leave. Oh, man. I bet you've had a few doors slamming your Yes, day. I have. But they've heard the truth. Right. It, I'm it, actually it, trying to save them. Right. Absolutely. And I don't even tell these ladies. Let's you say know, it's the lady whose husband's leaving. And for bogus reasons, this whole approach is good for you, empowers you, protects your relationship with the kids, protects your life. It's biblical, but also it's the only way to maybe save your spouse. Wow. So that's the other side of it, too. Like I love in your book, it's like this very clear steps, 21 or 22 chapters where you walk through what to do. And then at the same time, though, it always has in view, this is how to possibly save your marriage. And this is how to bring a sinner into a place of, to, toward repentance. Right. I don't want that to be missed. I'm glad we're talking about that because it just seems like I'm punishing him and I'm, I'm making him mad. Well, yeah, but for the purpose of shaking him up out of his sin, Satan's got him by the throat and maybe bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. People never come back to a pathetic, crying you know, person who's saying, oh, please don't leave me. I've never seen that happen. Wow. They may come back to someone who's strong and assertive and walking with the Lord and fighting back. That shakes them up. Wow. Plus, we're giving them a taste of divorce, and we'll see if they like it. Mm-hmm. That's my part of the process. 
of course, once once all the preparations are made and things are swinging and you're kind of ready, yes. it might take several months, yeah. uh, weeks even, but uh, you, you will say, I'm done with you. You, yeah. you said you're done with me. This is the victim wow. saying, I'm done with you. You get to the place where you say that. Yeah. yeah, done. Yeah. And then all services stop. If you're still living together, you won't do a thing for that guy. Wow. No laundry, you're out of the bedroom. No, you, no how dare you even think of touching me? Wow. Because <laughs> I've seen men like this. It's just, it's the outrageous, this never stops. They actually want to continue physical relations. Oh my with goodness. The divorcing the woman. And oh the my woman goodness. thinks, well, if I, and again, this is bad thinking. I know. If I can, if I can do that, maybe he'll want me back. No, he's using you. Wow. Disgraceful. This is why you have to oh, fight. This is why you have to get angry. Yeah. What, uh, uh, what several pastors who listen to this podcast, what are some other wrong things that we say <laughs> in this situation? Yeah, let's, let's, let's think of the list. We already covered a few of these. Well, one that, I, that we need to mention, this is kind of counterintuitive too, is marriage counseling. You do not recommend marriage counseling in this situation. Okay. And okay. most pastors, of course, would think, well, if, if he's willing to go to a marriage counselor, that's at least something. No, it's not. Interesting. Unless he's totally broken and all in and has, if he's already filed a divorce, he can't, not suspends, cancels the divorce and is saying, okay, I'm repentant. I want to save this marriage. Under those circumstances, I'll see a couple. Okay, gotcha. If that's not the case, he'll go one time. Well, two things are true. Either you ask him to go to marriage counseling, he says no, and you look pathetic and weak for asking. Wow. But what's even worse than that? This is crazy saying it, but I've seen it. The guy will actually say, okay, I'll go. That's worse because he'll go one time. Wow. He has no intention of working on the marriage. He goes in there just to say that he went. Right, Makes right. him look good. Wow. Went we to went that, to counseling. Went to that one session. Yeah. Who cares? Don't do me any favors. And he'll make he'll make a final statement. I've had men do that in here. I cut him off and kick him out. But I want to give him the satisfaction. Wow. But they'll say, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm only going to be here one time. I don't love her. They'll go through their same stupid list. And that's a one-time thing. Final statement. She's crying. Session over. He never returns. Wow. Waste of time. Wow. Don't. Mm, what with the pre-step here is if he if he get his attention, he needs personal therapy to get his head on straight. Right. He's nuts. He's, he's with the world. He's running with Satan. He's got to get himself back and be the next Billy Graham before you trust him again. Wow. I mean, he has a lot of work to do. Right, But right. most pastors don't realize that. And they're well-meaning. And even, even regular folk, well, here's a marriage counselor. This is not a marriage counseling situation. Wow. I bet the couples I see now, some will slip through the, through the net. <laughs> but uh, end up in my office with one of these five. But when I know, I'm smart enough to know after 30 years, I, when the guy's launching and I'm only here, I have no interest. I say, you can leave now. Wow. Literally, there's <laughs> the door and they're shocked. Uh, uh, uh. As long as your wife uh, has the payment for me, you, you, can leave. <laughs> you can leave. And they're like, ah, and she'll say, no, marriage counseling. I thought it was, I'm saying, trust me, he's done. Right, he was right, about right. to make his final statement, the stupid things you've said. I might let, I might get into a little, a little bit of, well, that's ridiculous and you're, you're sinning and all that, but then after that, get out. Wow. I wish you're going to break right now. I'm looking at my watch. 10 seconds. You've got 10 seconds to break and repent and throw yourself on my carpet before the Lord. Of course, they don't do that. Right, right, okay. sure. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the first time. Hey, how dare you? Because I'll say, what are you doing here? Well, I came here, didn't I? You're wasting my time. Wow. I'm not gonna deal with you. Now, if you've broken, oddly enough, this is kind of cool, Andy. You may have had this experience too. I've had those guys, they bang out of here. I can't, they told, I was told them the truth. When they, if they ever, they do break, they call me. Interesting. Because I told them the truth. You were you were telling them truth at the start. Right. I'm telling yeah. you, and they'll and they'll come back, and now we can do some work. Wow. Not many have done that. I got to convince the lady that what I did was a good idea. There's no marriage work to be done here. Wow. Some of these jokers will actually come to even more than one session. They're just playing. They're just. It's like an act. Even two or three, four. Who cares? 
worse. Right, right. They're right. going through the motions. I'm smart enough to know that. I want a broke. This is what God. I want God wants. What God wants: brokenness, contriteness. What have I done? I've hurt my wife, my kids. I'm through with this other woman. I am here and I'm ready to work. Right. I right. can work with a guy like that. Wow. I'll spend a few sessions alone with him, make sure he's not faking it. Mm. Sometimes I'll fake repentance to look good. But that's wow. that's one of the main things. We we don't do marriage counseling. Okay. We Interesting. Do this is a very yeah. rev, a revolutionary idea because I'm so glad to hear this for my own practice. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. People just don't realize this and it's kind of it runs against the grain of what seems to make sense. Yeah. We've covered the don't you often they'll say, Well, your pastors, even well meaning pastors will say, Well, you're Looking at a couple, you're looking at the victim, the one who's being divorced. Well, you're you're partly at fault for this. Mm. No, no, I'm not. Okay. This is a hundred percent the decision to divorce, which is the elephant in the room, is a hundred percent his fault. Wow. There's no balancing, because uh, most of you want to want to balance. Well, you did this, you did that. No, waste of time. He's already done. He's made the decision. When I hear that, boom, game over. I, I will not work with that person. Uh, not as a couple. He needs. I, right. I'll say, look, if you want to come in and talk to me man to man, I'll do that. Right. And I will. T- I'll tell. I'll, t- I'll take your head off. Wow. I, I will be all, like like the Old Testament prophets of old. <laughs> when Nathan confronted King David, you are the man. Ah! Oh wow. Well, it's not very pleasant. Of course, they don't yeah. want to come back to hear that. But is it often the case where there's uh, where people are just totally agreed that okay, we should get divorced? Like, yeah. Uh, but is it generally the case where there's one person who just wants out and then the one person is trying to figure out what to do yeah, with it? Yeah, that's usually the case. Okay. That's, that's probably 90%. I do see, though, in this, and it's a crazy situation, and I, of course, I'll, they come in to see me. They want to just let me get some uh, legitimacy, which they don't get. But sometimes the lady, let's say the lady's being divorced, she might actually say, yeah, well, I think this is the best thing. Mm-hmm. I'll say, are you Christians? Do you read the Bible? Right. You No. And what they're thinking is if it's mutual, then somehow even God's okay with it. Oh, my. His yeah. standard doesn't change if they're two stupid people. <laughs> I say, no, you don't have biblical reason. Yeah. You don't. Right. Just because it's not working. This is our world. It's not working. I'm not happy. This right. is too hard. You Man up and woman up. I mean, right. Of course marriage is hard. The Christian life is hard. Yes, yes. It's, it's a battle. It's a war. We have, a, we have an adversary. If you will stick it out, you I'll tell you, you can't believe how God will bless you. Yeah. He will absolutely come through. Well, there's been too much damage done. And again, if the Christians will say, you're, you're talking to the wrong person. We, we serve a God that can do anything. Wow. Amen. Anytime, anywhere, any way he wants. And, and, and for marriage, he will certainly restore it. Absolutely. Right. Not, well, we survived and we're still together. God's not glorified by that. We can right. have a great marriage. Right. So, you, that's a beautiful thing. So, like, if, even for somebody who's listening right now who's thinking, like, man, things are really tough right now, or I don't know how this could ever get back together. I mean, you're saying that th- it can be restored. Oh, could, I see the worst possible cases. Domestic violence, multiple affairs. I had a guy, and this has been some years ago, 50-plus adulterous affairs. Oh, my goodness. I mean, for heaven's sake. And it was like, ah, who in the world wouldn't divorce him? Right. And when the wife asked me, I felt like saying, of course you're going to divorce him. I didn't say that. Because right, you know right. what? Not my business. I know what God can do. And that couple's still married, and they're doing well. They've, they've worked it through. Of course, he changed completely. Right, sure. Sexual addiction worked the whole nine yards. Back to the Lord. Complete brokenness. Took a long time. But they, they are, God can do that. Amen. The world says, no, nah, give it up. Mm. Who, who in the world could possibly? No. Well, yeah. God could. Right. Yeah. Amen. If they don't know Jesus, then I need to bring them to Jesus. I need to share the gospel, of course. Right. Because without him, we, we're not going to have any chance. I love that about your books and your approach altogether. Like at some point in your books, you come 
you slide it in there. It's like comes it comes several pages in. Are you a Christian? If not, oh, let me yeah. let me you like just lay the gospel out and you have a prayer there for people to say because ultimately that's going to be the answer. It is. Every point. book is always going to be in every book. I had one publisher one time, Christian publisher in oh. quotes <laughs> that said, "No, we it's okay to have the gospel, but let's put it back in the back of the book in an appendix." Oh, I said, wow. "Oh, you got to be kidding me." Wow. No, we're not doing that. The deal's off. If I can't have it where I want to put it in the book. Wow. And it usually is close to the front because you need Jesus. Right, sure. I think I make the point. Most of my books, and this one too, when my spouse wants out, you all the things I'm asking you to do, you have no chance to do right. in your own power. Give it up. Wow. With, with God, okay. He, he will strengthen you. Uh, Philippians 4.13, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, there it is. Yeah. But you yeah. got to know him. You got to know him. Yeah. I know we don't have much more time here. I would love for you to like each envision like uh, that somebody, if we could do it with a man and a woman. Um, there's a woman sitting on your couch right now. Obviously, a man is sitting on your couch right now. That's me. But if they're, imagine, and, 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 but you're talking to her over the radio. They're listening to some podcast. They're driving. And like you get like 20 seconds to say something to them because this has just happened to them. Their, their husband has just said this, said I'm out. I want a divorce. What What are you going to say to them? I'm going to say, you know what? You know, with God's help and His power and the right steps, this can all turn around. You will be empowered. You're going to be okay. You're going to, with your kids, you're going to get through. But with the, with the right steps and the right righteous anger, it gives you a chance to shake the guy up, maybe change him. Right. I guess if you say to a, a man, it's not too different. You just say, shake, shake, the, shake the girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> change, change the hands. And I've had plenty of guys crying their eyes out too. Men yeah. will fall apart because they, you know. That other person doesn't love you anymore. They're not kidding. They're gone. Heart shut off. You're when you hear it. You're not in that mode. I still love you. Mm -hmm. I, what's happened? I, I didn't see this coming. Right. Maybe we're, the marriage wasn't great. People say the marriage wasn't great. Okay, there were some things, but I had no idea I was going to get this bomb dropped on me. Right. So you're just devastated. So I've got to toughen them up. It's a different kind of love. It's not the soft, warm, I love you, what can I do for you love. Right. It's the you're sinning, SP, and I'm going to shake you up kind of love. Wow. And the Bible covers that. There's different sorts of love for different situations. Yeah. God himself, we see Jesus, talk about righteous anger, the Pharisees, some of the harshest words in the Bible reserved for those hypocrites, mm. righteous anger, the money changers, having the nerve to desecrate the temple. Oh, laid them out. David in the Psalms. We've got plenty. And God himself angry, Malachi 2.16, angry at men who, the specific men who have betrayed their wives. Yes. Oh, yes, it's yes. there. So in this circumstance, yeah, get mad. Yeah, I love it. I mean, in a sense, I love it. I love, I love this approach. I think it's like empowering to me. And it's interesting, in the Salvation Army, in our work, uh, particularly with homeless people, so we have somebody, we have to decide, like, we're really kind of in a behavioral change moment. Yeah. Somebody comes to us, they've been sleeping on the street, and we say to them, do you want to get housed? Do you want to get into your own place? If so, we're willing to work with you. That's the that's the key question, and they do, and a lot of them don't. Right, sure. Right. If you're not willing to do that, I, and here's this has actually got me in some trouble here in Tampa, but ultimately it's led to our community being stronger. Is that I refuse to allow for me or my our staff, our volunteers, to go onto the street and feed people and give them stuff on the street. It's enabling them to stay on the street. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm with you. So what, what I do is I, I, I'll, I'll pull up. My kids are so used to me saying it because even in front of your office here, I, I just ran across somebody. Um, what, you end up, what we end up doing is we say, um, do you, do, would you really like something to eat? Would you really like to get off the street? Because if that's the case, I have a place for you. 
Like I'm the guy in charge. You tell them the captain sent you, right? right? And you come down, and I will, I will, I will you get you some food. Right. But you've got to commit to getting out of homelessness. I love and, that. And I'm just, I just think like leaving people in a situation where you keep feeding you. I actually believe you're keeping them on the street. Now, of course, there's mental health issues. There's things that have led people into this place. But that's that's been the key way I I try and say like kind of came up with a quick saying to say we want to move people from the street to their feet. Like that's that's our goal from the street yeah, to their feet. It. I'm with you. See that's and that's counterintuitive, but it's exactly what I think Jesus would do. And that's, and that's the, I ask that question, do you want, are you, to the sinner, are you willing to confess your sin, cancel the divorce, stop your affair, and work, and genuinely work on your marriage? That's the, if it's no, get out. Wow. Get out. <laughs> I, I know you yeah, sure. We don't have anything to do for you at this point. Uh, no. Once you're ready, you're, you can right. come in. I won't listen to any more of your platitudes. And of course, I'm modeling for the other person, too. This is right. how you deal with it. Easier for me, it's not my spouse. Right, But sure. I'm still modeling. I'm not, st- I'm not going to stand for this. Right. How dare you? You speak of your spouse, uh, uh, I have to admit, like one of the things Abby and I always loved when, even before we ever met you, was uh, you call Sandy, your wife, the blonde. Yes, the blonde. And so I didn't realize when I first came into your office and I saw your uh, assistant at the front and they checked me in and all that sort of thing, uh, she did have blonde hair. And then I found out <laughs> later, that is the blonde. That is Sandy. I'm like, I met the blonde. She worked, nobody else would work for me. She is working here. Oh, she's wonderful. She's smart. She's beautiful. I always wanted a California blonde, and I got one. Well, there you go. God gave her to me. Oh, she's wonderful. She uh, she's the heart of our family. Oh, I and love she's it. tough too. Oh yeah, she won't allow any nonsense at all. <laughs> I'm kept on a short leash. There you go. Well, you need it. <laughs> I do need it. Doctor Clark, thanks so much for your time. As we finish here, could you just pray for somebody who might be going through this time? Yeah, let me do that. Great idea. Dear Father, we're, we're praying for the person who's listening to this podcast. Maybe it was given to them by a friend, but they, they're in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have children, or they don't, but they're, they're in a marriage. They love their spouse, and their spouse is done, mm-hmm. leaving them for unbiblical reasons. Father, empower that person. Yes. They need you desperately. We ask that you would carry them through this. They'd be empowered. They'd be encouraged. They would be able to become righteously angry and get yes. their get stand up with a backbone and start fighting back. Yeah. And that this would which would save their lives and the lives of their children. Right. And no matter what happened, you'd open up the future for them. But Father, at the same time, we're asking, uh, you're a God that can do anything, that through this approach, that you would, you would break the sinner and bring them to the end of themselves so they would realize, what have I done? The scales will be lifted from their eyes. Yes. They'd realize that Satan is right by them, leading them, and they'd get away from that, and that, Father, many marriages would be saved. We're trusting you with this, in yes. Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Next week on the podcast, we have Dr. Steve Sukalis. If you'd like to learn more about the Salvation Army of Tampa, check us out at tampasa.org and give us a follow on Twitter at SalArmyTampa. And of course, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.